Hello and welcome to another coronavirus special episode of Freelance Party Broadcast. I'm Faye and this is Jess. Hiya. And you are listening to the podcast of Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers. This week is a bit different as we're chatting to our colleague Toby, who's head of marketing at Freelance Corner. Today, we'll be chatting about the ways freelancers can implement a marketing strategy to your business and ultimately boost your profile and get more work. Thanks for joining us, Toby. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, every week since Freelance Corner launched, we've spoken about some of the perks members can get from their Freelance Corner packs. As you work for Freelance Corner, can you explain what Freelance Corner is and what the platform provides for freelancers? Yeah, so it's a space for freelancers with a range of memberships, fundamentally. It's powered by IPSI, the Association Independent Professionals and the Self-Employed. And whereas IPSI has grown out of a contractor base and looks after the wide range of self-employment and all spectrums and has a lot of lobbying efforts and does a lot of a lot of good work for all the self-employed. Freelance Corner was built more specifically for the creative sector, arts, media, sports, that sort of areas, all that kind of space around freelancing. In essence, it provides community support, professional advice, loads of content tools and guides to help freelancers grow their business. And then the memberships, so the some of the, the paid memberships that you can get, provide protection through kind of range of insurances, benefits that aren't usually available for freelancers, so kind of well-being services, discounts and free perks off high streets, stuff for your home office. And then tax and legal helplines, which are really important, you know, at the moment we're at lockdown, uh, you know, that all might change, but it, whether we're in lockdown or not, it's, it's a really useful resource to have, you know, to, you know, those things that keep you up at night. So it's quite a nice little thing that you can just 24 hours, call up someone to get your problems sorted by experts. Yeah. And one of the, the biggest worries that freelancers have at the moment is a lack of work. And that's something that can happen all the time. But since lockdown and since coronavirus, it seems to have become a lot worse for freelancers. So that's why we want to talk to you today about a marketing strategy, because now that some freelancers have a bit more time because of cancelled work, they can start focusing their efforts on marketing more. As our listeners are freelancers, I wonder what the basics are of a simple marketing strategy for a one-man band, maybe, you know, aimed at someone with no marketing experience. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Marketing strategy does sound really scary. Yeah, like you're saying, especially for maybe someone who isn't in marketing or doesn't have that experience. But it's actually pretty simple in a lot of ways. And I suspect freelancers all have it. They're business owners at the end of the day. I bet it's all in their head. It's just when you say strategy, it sounds like it's something that, you know, loads of C-suite executives come up in in hour-long meetings with loads of consultants and stuff. But actually, a lot of it will be there. I'm absolutely sure. And simply put, you know, a strategy is long-term. So it can be from a year to, to five-year plan. Um, it's less affected by kind of external changes in the environment or small things that could affect it. That, that stays pretty consistent. And then there's the tactics, which are much more reactive and they're kind of your 90-day plans, that sort of thing. But the broader piece is your marketing plan. So there's loads of frameworks and acronyms out there for marketing plans, marketing strategy. But one that I typically use and, and one that's quite classic, especially around traditional training areas uh, like CIM, et cetera, is, is a framework called SOSTAC, which is S-O-S-T-A-C, by P.R. Smith, who wrote a book uh, in the 90s and released it. And if we go through this element by element, just 
reasonably briefly, I don't want to go on too long, but it really helps break down what all the elements are and kind of how they fit in. So SOSTA is, again, an acronym, and it stands for Situation or Situational Analysis, Objectives, Strategy, Tactics, Action, and Control. So when you break all these little elements down, I think as a freelancer, you'll be like, yeah, actually, I do have that, I do have that, I do have that. Actually, yeah, this, this kind of makes sense to me. So, I mean, it all starts at the top and you work your way down. So the Situational Analysis, essentially, where are you now? You know, what are you doing? Who are your customers? How much money do you have in the bank? Who you sell to currently? Customer insights is that more focused on, on who do you sell to? Is it heads of in companies that you B2B or are you looking at logistics or purchasing or are you consumer focused? So do you mostly sell to people on the high street or online, etc.? So who are they? Try and figure out, distill in a couple of words who they are. Who are your competitors? Again, I'm pretty sure most business out there, most freelancers will know, you know, I, I often come up against certain people in in tender bids or, you know, I know this guy worked with him, but he often works with other clients. I think you end up finding you're in a very similar sphere of people that you end up competing against. And then there's your external factors, which again, can go into loads of other acronyms, but I won't bother too much, but PESTO analysis, SWOT analysis, all that sort of stuff, which looks at political external factors that might affect your business. So if you're, I don't know, uh, online and you know, some bit of technology comes out that completely transforms the way you sell. That's the sort of thing that we're thinking about or a tax law comes in and it might affect you, which is something that Ipsy look at a lot and then deal with a lot of that and try and protect you from those external shocks that freelancers have a lot. And then objectives, classic. So where do you want to be? So these are your goals. Set up, you know, I want to sell to this many people at this price and this X amount of time. Classic, done. You probably have all of those. And then the strategy is how do we get there? So the strategy is generally combined two key areas. So segmentation, targeting, positioning is a classic element. So what that means less scarily is who are you selling to and how are you going to reach them? And that's basically it. Going through, okay, I sell to C-suite executives in this industry. I get to them via LinkedIn. And my position is that I am an expert. I'm the best at what is your niche. I am the best at doing this thing against all the other people that do it. And then it's your marketing mix, which is what you sell. So price, product, place, promotion, the four P's, classic, boring, everyone does it, GCSE, but it is still the classic components. Price, how much do you sell for? Product, what are you selling? Place, where do you sell it? Online, offline, social, blah, 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 you know, cold calling. Promotion is how do people hear about you, which is the classic final element. And then you can drill into that area. Tactics is... How exactly do we get there? So that's your schedules, your calendars, and your 90-day plans, for instance. All right, I'm going to release one social post every week. I mean, that wouldn't be very good, but that is you know, an example of something that would come in into your tactics. And that's also your actions. What is our plan? How am I going to deliver it? And then control is just really a feedback loop. How do I get to where I am now? And then how do I reach my targets? And it's just that reporting and tool structure. So actually, when you break it all down, all the bits, it's really, where are we now? Where do we want to be? How do we get there? How exactly do I get there with your planning? And then how did we get there? Don't make it long, make it manageable and make it usable. Try and condense it into a page, two pages, so you actually use it. Typical thing, someone gets ahead and you end up coming out with a big, thick document that you never look at. It gets old and dusty and you forget about it. Try and make it as actionable as possible. And that's really... Really it. And just by having that distilled into a few bullet points on a couple of pages will just laser focus what you do as a freelancer. I think it would really help.
Definitely. So some of the freelance corner people may not actually be marketeers as such, but are there any like quick wins that most freelancers could do, even if marketing is completely new to them? Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, I think marketing is probably not completely new to any freelancer if they've actually managed to win one client. You know, they've done it. Marketing is word of mouth. It's relationship building. It's talking about what you are, what you sell. So everyone should be confident that they are a marketeer inside. Everyone is a marketeer and freelancers in particular are great at selling themselves. So I won't worry about that. But in terms of quick wins, always a tricky question because marketing is momentum. It's kind of one thing after the other. It's a snowball effect. But And it's slightly different if they're B2B or B2C, who they sell to. But there's always some classics. When our friends come to me with um, freelance friends, you know, they come and say, oh, can I, what can I do? And you just have a quick look around. It's like, well, that is a such a quick win. And one of the classic ones is if they have an online presence, so if they do have a website, for instance, link it up as much as you can with Google. That's going to help you. So there's something called Google My Business, there's the Search Console, and there's Google Analytics. If you link it up to all of those things, suddenly Google will start knowing who you are. You'll start appearing in search. You'll start appearing in maps. you start coming up and having that little knowledge panel on the right when people Google you. So you're taking up more real estate, more space. Suddenly Google knows who you are. And it's a free thing. You just have to connect it with an address or a mobile number so they can verify that you're a real business. And just like that, suddenly Google recognizes you as a business. And that is such a first step that people miss. They'll build up a website, they'll put it there, and it's just going to sit there and float with everything else. So just these little little tricks will just help that. So yeah, if you're on the website, definitely focus on getting that linked up to Google. Basic SEO stuff, you know, making sure it's clean URLs, it's loading as quick as it can. You know, it's a single focus. I think that's a big thing in the website people build, especially if they came from um, like the MySpace generation or the 90s dot com boom. You know, they'll build a website and they links everywhere. And it's like, no, clean that down, make it simple and clean. One focus. What do you want them to do? Call you, email you, look at a blog, make sure it's laser focused. Then, you know, if, if you are more B2B, Look as professionally as you can on your email account. Get a professional domain. You know, you can buy them really cheap on GoDaddy or One Two Three Reg or whatever. Don't have a Hotmail or a Gmail. It just doesn't look great. And then look at your signature. You can customize your signature. You can put your logo in there. You can put links. You can make it really nice and clean. Give yourself a proper name. You know, you can do loads with that. And also, if you send a lot of emails, you can automate it so it does it straight away. So that's going to save you time as well. So, you know, there's a two real quick and easy ones. Whether you're B2B or B2C, those two could really help ramp up, you know, because you're, you're putting your name out to so many people. These 1% changes can just really, really help you. And I think going back to the strategy, maybe not a quick win, but doing that strategy document, that plan, give yourself a day. It's pretty quick. That will help you massively. So I'll definitely point back at that and try and get some clear goals. So a lot of people, when they think about marketing, think about social media as well. And it's become such a massive part of marketing yourself or finding work as a freelancer. I would like to touch on that a bit about the value of having a a good social media presence. Is it getting more and more important? And what ways can you make sure that your social media presence is professional? Yeah, it's it's always, I mean, I say always, never say no, do you? But it's it's, it's definitely, it's, it's crucial for so many businesses out there. I wouldn't say all. But so many, it's, it's a real vital channel. In terms of making it professional, again, that looks very different for very different freelancers and in different industries. What I would say is probably don't try and scattergun. Make a decision early on if you're trying to sell yourself or sell your business. It's a big decision to make for freelancers is are you 
and I'm sat at my home desk, am I coffeemug.com or am I Steve Jobs? You know, it, it's are you a man uh, or a woman or are you a company that you're running? That's quite a clear thing to make quite early on what, you, what you're trying to sell. And that would define a bit of how you publish. And then just be focused. You know, if, I think if you're in creative industries, focus on something like Behance or The Dots or Instagram. And if you're they're more targeting a C-suite stuff, then yeah, LinkedIn is the more obvious choice, but Facebook shouldn't be forgotten about, although people don't like to be too bombarded there these days. But I think that's the classic one. So to answer the question, I've come around a little bit of the houses, but it's it's definitely important, but just be focused and, and understand what you're trying to achieve with your social. Are there any ways to promote your work that are cheap or low cost at the moment? Yeah, marketing really doesn't have to be the, the big purpose of, of marketing is to get people talking and, and the best form of marketing is referrals and word of mouth and people trusting who they hear from you as well these review sites are so popular i think building relationships especially you know at this moment we're talking lockdown might might start easing soon and people might be able to start going back to work but i think typically you know, there's a lot of people with a lot more spare time get out there and start trying to build these relationships start talking to people start getting on video chats, talking to your bosses, see how they're doing in lockdown, see how their company's going, you know, start talking back to your old clients and making sure they're okay. And, you know, with all all the changes happening at the moment, there's going to be lots of opportunities. People are going to be looking for flexible workforce so they start ramping back up. I think, yeah, go back through your old client list and, and look at that and get those referrals going. And also I've seen a lot of cool ways of people promoting their business, really innovative ways. I think it's changed the way people absorb media at the moment. I've heard of lots of fun ways that freelancers are doing it. You know, turning your business, what you do, maybe you do something with your hands or you do something that's in office, trying to make that virtual is really cool. You know, I've heard of gardeners doing video consultations now. So you take them a tour around your garden and they'll do that. Or, you know, um, hairdressers are doing it. You know, they're doing video consultations. There's new ways of doing it and getting out there. And, and you look at some of the big companies. I just saw one today, Beavertown. Beer, beer companies doing great at the moment. You know, obviously people <laughs> maybe drinking a bit more, but they're also doing some great marketing. And Beaver Town released a beer called Staycation, and uh, they've done an app. And basically, you have to put it on airplane mode, and it transports you to a tropical paradise. All the sounds come in, and the longer you stay on it, the more rewards you get. And I'm sure for an app developer, that's probably not that difficult to do. So there's probably some really cool things that using your own skills back on your business to get out there and, and connect with people. I think could be quite fun and quite a good way to get your name out there at the moment lots of opportunities i'd say yeah i saw um that brew dog are also doing like a they've because when we're recording this it's just after the whole um dominic cummings and that whole fiasco and they've made a beer called it's a hazy ipa which is a joke about his saying his vision was going yeah barnyard castle eye test it's called and yeah it's a durham hazy ipa and it goes from clear at the top and then the language hazes as it goes down to the bottom of the <laughs> It's, so funny yeah it's fantastic i mean that's so clever and they released four kind of comings and goings and uh, <laughs> 256 mile road trip or something they had different names and the public voted and that one won so yeah there's so much fun stuff going around at the moment it's so fun everyone's like creativity through all of this though because obviously it's such a good outlet that people are applying it to all of their work so these are the kind of outcomes that i'm loving mm. but in terms of all of this as well so we talked about best practice but is there anything that people should really be avoiding at the moment in terms of marketing? Not so much. I mean, for freelancers, I don't think, you know, they're going to be worrying too much about 
cutting their extravagant ad spends or whatever, which we're seeing a lot of big companies, um, you know, in the FTSE, I think ad spends dropped like 50% because they're just not seeing the returns. There's no kind of big acquisition. And, and obviously that's quite specific to industry. So I don't think that really affects freelancers. But the only thing is, is just be wary of everything is being viewed through a COVID coronavirus lens at the moment, everything. So it's maybe just being mindful of the language you use, the imagery, understanding people's situations, work life, family life, you know, all of it's so changed that it's just maybe it's not business as usual. Other than I wouldn't necessarily say absolutely don't do this other than some glaringly obvious things. Be mindful of the situation. You know, we've already talked about a couple, but there's been some really good campaigns and there's been some really crappy ones. And, you know, the Brewdog one we just mentioned, I thought KFCs was brilliant. You know, don't worry, we're back. You know, it's all that user-generated content, people frying chicken and all being a bit crap. I thought that was brilliant. And on the flip side, that might be personal opinion, but the nationwide ads, I think, are, are horrible. I really hate them. And they're trying to jump on the bandwagon and I find that really cringe. Yeah. Just trying too try hard for me. So, yeah, I think it's just a classic example. Even when they're trying to meet the situation, it can be done a bit crass. Yeah. So we now have some questions from freelancers. Firstly, from Finn. He asks, if you were a freelancer and had £100 to spend on marketing, where would you spend it? Um, just to put you on the spot there. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. Because obviously working for a company, you get used to having you know, a reasonable amount to spend and, and not thinking about it. But £100 can go a long way. If I was a freelancer, we've talked about it previously, it absolutely depends on the industry you're in. It's such a disparate sector. Freelancing can be literally anything, but I'll probably put it on a website. Basically, everyone, if they're looking for anything, they're going to Google it. And for £100, you can get a website. Whether you build one of the more templated ones, so through Wix, for instance, or Squarespace, Wix constantly have offers on 50% off. It's all the time. So you can get one for 50 quid, build a website and get online and do all the things I mentioned before, link it all up. I think that's a really effective way. If you're a bit more advanced, you can save even more money and build it through WordPress and then tools like Elementor, which are free and all the free plugins you can get with WordPress. But that takes a bit more time, so a bit more advanced. On the kind of more salesy one-to-one relationship side, again, kind of reflecting a bit on what we said before, maybe going back to some old clients or looking at some new clients that you think oh, they might be looking for some flexible workforce in the, in the coming months and, and write some personalized letters maybe or, or send them something personalized that's from you and it's quite thoughtful and, and you know, they've got something that's a human touch in a times where we're all kind of lacking a human touch, I think could be quite powerful. And I've seen that work before. There's companies that out there that will do it for you. But if you've got a hundred pounds, you can send quite a lot of personalized notes or gifts or cards or whatever it is. There's something to get you thinking when they're looking for that flexible workforce going forward. Good answer. I feel like we're at, like giving you a job interview. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the tables have turned. <laughs> But another question that we had from Julia was, how do you think freelancing will change in the next few months after lockdown ends? Yeah, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Lots of possibilities, I think. Possibly this, possibly that. It's really hard to say. But we have mentioned it already, but I, I do think there'll be a spike in freelancing. As companies are really scaled back and some companies strip right back to the bone, they'll be looking to 
ramp up their revenues really quickly. And, you know, the quickest way is keeping that cost base low and bringing in specialized talent, which is freelancers. So I think there'll be a lot of opportunities out there. On the flip side, potentially more competition, uh, unemployment increases, people might move into freelancing either through a bit more necessity, so looking to build their income while they find something more permanent. Or, you know, some people receive redundancy or it's just the right timing of doing what they've always wanted to do, followed their dream, start their own business, move into freelancing. I think that could potentially happen. And on a more, I guess, interesting route, you know, whenever there's dramatic shock to the economy, such as what we're experiencing, and, and I think this one's even more fundamental in terms of that there could be a real shift in, in human behavior, who we are as people and how we work and how we live, really could open up some new unexpected opportunities maybe suddenly there'll be a place for a work from home consultant or you know more seriously there there would be a massive space for for pandemic experts you know i'm sure they'll crowd control urban planning all these sort of things there could be all these things that that people will be worrying about they never thought about before but there'll be a change in how we all live and work and think at least in the midterm but yeah could potentially be some more competition but i think it's a, a good time to once we get through this tough period and, and all the income support and, and, and all the low points. I think as it starts coming out, it could be a really exciting time to be freelance. Last question now from Thomas. He asks, what marketing training is available for freelancers online, <laughs> crucially? Online. There's a lot out there. I mean, it really depends what bit of marketing you want to learn, but Google are fantastic. I, I've always used a lot of Google's resources. They have lots of great training on their analytics or how to optimize websites or how to do paid search, all the rest of it. Google's great. There's loads more general, but obviously I have loads of marketing in it, all the mass open course uh, MOOCs that are out there. So I think it's Coursera and those sort of websites that you can get modules if you're not bothered about getting the certificate at the end that are free. And you know, you can go to Walton or Harvard or you know Oxford and get top kind of marketing or, or Nottingham University, I'd probably do it. That's where I went. So obviously the best of the best. <laughs> um, yeah, th- th- there'll be loads out there and you get really specialized training from absolute top people in the industry for free. So that's really good. The cool thing about marketing and something learned quite on is it's less about traditional learning because it's changing so rapidly. So really for me, I think it's just looking at blogs. Uh, blogs are great and trusted blogs. So, you know, there's stuff like Moz is amazing for SEO and websites and a whole load of things their blog is fantastic and the whiteboard fridays and videos are really brilliant there's the content marketing institute release loads smart insights which is a site run by dave chaffee who's a marketing expert that site's brilliant someone like neil patel there's loads out there really just full of great content for any aspect of marketing from developing your plan to executing real technical bit of your campaign so they're good Webinars, uh, I do a lot of Harvard Business Review. I think a lot of professional associations like SIM and stuff like that are releasing their webinars for free. So that's great. I guess finally, books. I'm a massive reader. And stuff like Audible or Kindle, they've got loads of offers at the moment. You can probably get a month free and rinse through a few books for free or, or for a pound or something. It's probably a good time. Well, there's a, yeah, a bit of downtime. So yeah, lots out there. But uh, I think that's some good ones. 
That's great. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for this episode. You'll be able to find a lot of information in the show notes below and on Freelance Corner. Thanks for listening to Freelance Party Broadcast. Join Freelance Corner, the online platform for UK's freelancers at freelancecorner.co.uk. Check out the packs that Toby was speaking about earlier and see how we can help you and your business. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast app, Spotify or any other podcast platform. Please like, share and leave us a review and let us know what we should quiz an expert on next time. We hope our listeners stay safe at home and thank you so much for joining us, Toby. Thanks for having me.